Chapter 26 of Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Wanamaker, New York. Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All by Edgar Dubbs Scheimer. Chapter, 20, chapter 26 Five Wonderful Eggs. Once upon a time there lived in France a king who had a lovely little daughter named Florina. Her name meant the little flower, and indeed she was just as fresh and beautiful as any flower that blooms. Her father was very fond of her, but she had a stepmother who did not care for her at all. This stepmother also had a daughter of the same age as Florina. She was called Troutina, because her face was spotted like the back of a trout. Troutina was as ugly and bad-tempered as Florina was lovely and gentle and the difference between the two made the queen so jealous that she and her daughter took every chance they could to make Florina unhappy and to speak ill of her to her father. The girl bore all their ill-treatment without a murmur. She dared not tell her father about it, for he was ruled entirely by his wife and would have given no heed to anything she might say. One day when the two princesses were about eighteen years of age, a prince from a distant country came riding up to the palace. He was called Prince Charming, and he was just as charming as his name. When the queen heard of his arrival, she made Florina put on a shabby old frock, but she gave Troutina a grand silk dress, and decked her out with pearls and diamonds. Yet the prince was so much struck by Florina's beauty that he did not notice her ragged dress, but fell in love with her at once. As for Troutina, though she was blazing with jewels, he would not so much as look at her. The queen and her ugly daughter were furious. Off they went to the king, and begged of him that Florina might be shut up in a prison so long as Prince Charming was with them. So, the very moment that she left the prince, the poor girl was seized and carried off to a bare cell at the top of a tower. The prince lay awake all night, thinking of the beauty of the young princess, and in the morning he went straight to the queen and asked if he could have her as his wife. "'You must not think any more about that bad girl,' said the queen." But there is my daughter Troutina. She is more beautiful and more agreeable in every way, and would make you a splendid wife. It is quite possible that she would make me a good wife, replied the prince politely. But I am sure I should make her a bad husband, for I love Florina, and her alone I will wed. At these words the queen grew very angry, and stamping her foot she cried, I shall take good care that you do nothing of the sort, for you shall never see that wicked girl again. I have shut her up in a cell, and there she will remain until Troutina is married. When the queen left Prince Charming, she went to the room of her ugly daughter, and told her all that had happened. I have made up my mind that he shall marry you, she said to Troutina, and I will tell you how this can be brought about. You must go and see your godmother Zelia, who, as you know, is a powerful fairy. Tell her all I have said, and ask her to help you. Troutina did as she was told and before long she returned to the palace, bringing the fairy with her. "'Where is this bold young prince?' said Zelia. "'Let me see if he still dares to refuse the hand of a fairy's goddaughter.' Prince Charming was at once sent for, and in a few moments he appeared in the room. "'Well, ladies,' said he, smiling as pleasantly as he could, "'pray tell me which of you has sent for me.' "'It was I who sent for you,' replied the fairy." for I hear that you have been rude enough to refuse to wed this maiden, my goddaughter, Trartina. I command you now to marry her without delay. I shall do nothing of the kind, said the prince in an angry tone, for, like most princes, he did not like to be ordered about. 
You will either do as I bid you, said the fairy, or I shall take away your human form, and you shall fly about the world for seven long years in the shape of a bluebird. Do what you will, replied the prince. I would rather die a thousand times than marry any one but Florina. No sooner had he spoken than his form began to change. His body took the shape of a bird, and his arms turned into wings. His legs became thin, and claws grew upon them in place of feet. He gave the saddest cry you ever heard, and flying off through the window, hid himself in a hollow tree in the palace grounds. When night came, the poor bluebird flew round and round the palace, looking in at every window, trying to find out where his beloved princess was shut up. At last he peeped into a tiny cell at the top of a tower, and there he saw her, weeping as if her heart would break. He tapped gently with his bill against the window, and presently the maiden heard the sound. She flew to the window and opened it. Dear bird, she said, stroking his feathers, have you come to comfort me in my sorrow? Lovely princess, he replied, your sorrows will soon be at an end. Weep no more. Who are you that you can promise such a thing? asked the girl. I am your true lover, Prince Charming, replied the bird. I have been changed into this shape by a fairy, because I would not give you up. You may imagine Florina's joy on hearing this, and at the same time her sorrow on learning that the prince must keep his new form for seven years. They talked the whole night through, till day began to break, and promised to meet thus every night. How comforted the lovers were now! The bluebird lived all day in a hollow tree, and the princess never left her lonely cell. Yet they found plenty to talk about when they met each night. Days soon passed into weeks, and weeks into months, but the bluebird and his princess never noticed how time flew, for they were so happy with each other. Meanwhile, the wicked queen and her ugly daughter could not understand why Florina did not pine away with grief. She sees no one, said the queen, and yet she remains as happy as the day is long. There must be some good reason for it, but we shall find her out and punish her. So, late one night, they crept up to Florina's cell. The queen quietly unlocked the door, and they both rushed in and caught the maiden and her bluebird chatting pleasantly with each other at the window. Fly, dear prince, fly, cried Florina, when she saw that her secret had been found out. You cannot assist me, and your presence may bring me into further trouble. The bluebird knew that there was no help for it, so, almost overcome with sorrow, he flew away out of the window. Then the queen seized Florina by the arm and cried, so we have found you out at last, you wicked girl. This bird, whose company you seem to enjoy so much, is no doubt an evil spirit, and you are nothing more nor less than a witch. I shall go straight to your father, and he shall punish you for it. So saying, the queen and her daughter went away to tell their tale to the king. They knew quite well that the bluebird was Prince Charming, and that Florina was no witch. But they did not care what untruths they told, if only they could bring harm to the princess whose beauty and goodness made them so jealous. Now it so happened that, when Troutina and her mother went off to persuade the king to punish Florina, they were not allowed to see him. He had been taken suddenly ill, and the doctors kept everyone from his bedside. During the night he grew worse, and before morning he died, saying with his last breath that his daughter Florina should succeed him on the throne. When the people heard of this, they gathered round the palace, crying, Where is our new queen? Let her come forth, so that we may greet her. But no queen came, for Farina was still shut up in her cell. The noise and the rioting grew worse and worse, until the wicked queen and her daughter began to fear for their lives, and fled secretly to the fairy Zelia. Then the people burst into the palace, and sought everywhere for the princess. Up and down the stairs they ran, until at last they found her in her wretched prison. 
and they took her out and crowned her at once. She was now a very great lady indeed, and had the best of everything, yet she knew that happiness would never be hers until she had found her bluebird again. So, calling together six of the wisest men in her court, she left the care of the kingdom in their hands, and set off to search through the wide world for her beloved prince. Dressed like a poor peasant girl, she traveled up and down, asking everyone, Have you seen a bluebird flying this way? But they all answered no. One day she was sitting by a brook, dipping her weary feet into its cool water, when a woman, bent like a hoop with age, came and stood by her side. Pretty maiden, she said, Pray, what are you doing here all alone? Good mother, replied Florina, I am searching through the world for a bluebird, but I am beginning to give up hope of ever finding him, for I have met no one who has seen him. Perhaps I can help you, said the old woman, and as she spoke, she cast aside her long cloak and turned into a young and beautiful fairy. I know all your story, lovely Florina, she went on, so I have taken pity on you and shall do all I can to bring you happiness. You must know that I am a sister of the fairy Zelia, but I am much more powerful than she is, and I shall help you against her. Kind and beautiful fairy, replied the young queen, I can never thank you enough for the joy your words bring to me. Tell me first of all, I pray you, where my bluebird is, for as you are a fairy, you of course know everything. I can easily tell you that, said the fairy. The prince you seek is no longer a bird, for he rules once again in his own country. My sister Zelia has given him leave to return to his real shape for six months. Oh, cruel prince, cried Florina, why did he not seek me out and marry me as he promised? You little know how much he wished to do so, replied the fairy, but Zelia would not permit it. He was given his human form again only if he would agree to let Troutina live in his palace and try to like her and to marry her. Alas, alas, cried the poor queen. Perhaps even by this time he has made up his mind to make her his wife. Then I should die of grief. You need have no fear of that, said the fairy. He cannot so much as bear the sight of her. Do not worry, dear Florina, for I have given my promise to help you, and happiness shall yet be yours. Take these five eggs, and whenever you are in trouble, break one of them and see what happens. So saying, the fairy vanished leaving Florina staring at the eggs in her hand. Florina was greatly comforted by what the fairy had told her, and she now stepped out bravely toward the country of Prince Charming. After she had walked for a week without stopping, she came to a steep mountain of glass, which lay right in her path. I am sure I shall never be able to climb this mountain, she said, almost crying. What am I to do? Then she suddenly thought of her eggs, so she took one out and cracked it. Inside she found six golden needles, which she fixed upon her hands and feet, and then found that she could cross the mountain with ease. When she reached the top of the mountain, she saw a great lake spread out before her. So she broke her second egg, and out came a shining chariot of rose-colored glass, drawn by two swans. Florina mounted the chariot, and was swiftly borne over the lake to the dry land which lay beyond. Now, my sweet swans, said she, Will you take me to the palace of Prince Charming? The swans at once set off with her, and flew day and night until they reached the gates of the palace. There the girl dismissed them, after thanking them in the prettiest manner for all that they had done. She went into the palace and told the servants that she had brought some very rare and curious things with her, which she wished to sell. So they took her to Troutina, 
who did not know her in peasant's clothes. Well, girl, said the ugly princess roughly, what brings you here? Florina replied, I have come from a distant land to sell you rare and beautiful things. And taking her third egg, she cracked it. Out came a lovely little coach, made from a single diamond. The horses were no bigger than small mice, and the coachman looked like a tiny doll. Oh, how lovely, cried Troutina. The horses pranced along the top of a table, and the coachman cracked his tiny whip. What do you want for these? she asked. I will not sell them for money, replied Florina, but I will give them to you if you will allow me to sleep for one night on the mat outside Prince Charming's door. Very well, said Troutina, laughing till she showed all her large teeth. Your bargains are cheap enough. Now, the prince always drank a glass of hot milk before going to bed, and into this Troutina put some powder to make him sleep soundly, so that although Florina sobbed and wept all night outside his door, he did not hear her. On the next day she made up her mind to pass another night in the same place. So she cracked her fourth egg, and there she found a mirror, which made even the ugliest face seem very beautiful. Troutina was pleased with this. But again the prince slept soundly the whole night. On the third day, Florina broke the last egg, out of which came a purse which never emptied, no matter how much money was taken from it. Greedy Troutina was delighted with this, and bought it at the same price as before. Now on this night, the prince forgot to drink his milk before going to bed, and as he lay awake he heard Florina crying, Oh, my false lover, what have I done that you should forget me and marry another? He knew the voice at once, and, rushing to the door, found there his beloved princess, her eyes swollen with tears. He fell on his knees before her, and they embraced tenderly and wept together for joy. At this moment the fairy who had given the eggs to Florina appeared before them, and said, My power is greater than that of my sister Zelia, so you shall be married without delay. Just then Troutina came running up, her face quite twisted with rage. But before she could say a word, the fairy changed her into a trout and flung her out of the window into a stream which flowed below. Prince Charming and Florina had now overcome all their troubles, and their joy was greater than I can tell you. They were married the very next day, with the greatest splendor, and, having joined their countries together, they ruled over them very happily for the rest of their days. End of chapter 26 Recording by John Wanamaker, New York